Hi guys, welcome back to the We Run On Coffee podcast with Marissa and Erica. And I'm really excited for this week because Erica's gonna be talking to us about something that I don't know anything about and it's gonna be about buying a house. So I know a lot of people don't know much about the whole home buying process. So hopefully she's able to give a bunch of insight to all of us and yeah, I'm excited. But I'm first, so excited. Yeah, but first off, of course, we have to say what we're drinking, and then we can do yes. our week recap. Okay, so I've been hiding mine from you when we first got on the Zoom because I wanted to drink it, but I didn't want you to see how beautiful it looks. I'm what excited. I'm drinking looks like this, and Ooh. it is – I made – uh, like Starbucks refresher inspired drink at home. So it has hibiscus tea, lemonade, a liquid IV packet randomly because I just threw it in and then just cut it with water, a little bit of ice, which it doesn't have ice right now. And I think that's it. And it's so freaking good. That we got so some awesome. hibiscus tea from, do you know Grandpa's Cheese Barn in Ohio? No. <laughs> Such an Ohio thing. It's only an Ohio thing, but there's a few of them in Ohio. And it's just a place that has like a bunch of cheese and meat and like that kind of stuff. A really cute, like locally made store. And they had their own custom blend of hibiscus tea. So we bought it just to do refreshers and it's so fire. Yeah. So I'm drinking really that and water. What about yeah. you? Yeah. I just have water. I couldn't yeah, decide. <laughs> I know. I was only going to have water, but then I saw this in the fridge. I'm like, okay, I can spruce it up for yeah. the episode. Perfect. As we're recording this, y'all, it's a little bit later. So if you know, we usually record in the mornings and we have coffee because we run on coffee, but can't do caffeine at 7 p.m. No. It ain't no. right. <laughs> we can't. No, not at all. Okay. So tell me about your week. Okay. So... Right now it's Friday, so this week I started first shift, and it's been going well. I haven't really been too tired. I mean, obviously you can tell my energy level is still up, and it's 7.30 p.m. on a Friday. Yes. But it was it was a good transition. I have been able to get in bed earlier, fall asleep earlier, and wake up at five without really any problems, which is Go amazing. Off. That was my first thing I wrote down was to ask you about your new schedule. Yeah, it works really well, and I've been enjoying it. And like I said last week, I think I've just been looking for like a change in my daily routine. Yeah. Like I feel like I've been kind of stagnant. I haven't really been doing anything. And I really took it by, like, the reins this week. Like, I worked out every day, which I am, like, so excited. And wow. on, on Tuesday, I went for a run for the first time in a long time. And I'm shook. I ended up running a 5K. <gasps> Go off. That's so awesome. Oh, my I God, know. you're a runner. You can't I say su- you're not anymore. I know. I surprised myself. I was, like, I was, I literally went out, and I was, like, it's really warm out. Like, I just want to be outside. I want to go on a run. I was, like, I'm just going to run walk because it's not, like, that big of a deal. Like, I just wanted to be outside. And my first goal was to get to a mile. Oh, my And then gosh. I was, like, oh, I, like, don't feel that tired yet. Like, let me keep going. And then I was, like, oh, I'll just, like, get to two miles. I get to two miles, and I was, like, well, let me just, like, finish this next loop because, like, the, the route that I run yeah. on, like, out of my apartment – I was like, let me just finish this next loop. I get like halfway through the loop and I was like, I think I can keep going. And I was oh at like, my gosh. I was at like 2.5 miles. So I was like, let me just do a 5K. <laughs> I'm so impressed. Yeah, I was I was so impressed by myself too. And I ran really slow, but that's okay. I'm already a slow runner yeah. because I have really short legs and everything. But I was so like amazed. Like I was like, oh I can my do gosh. this. But I genuinely think that being on first shift has given me a little bit more time in the day. I yeah. used to think like, oh, no, it's not. But like I can do stuff after work and I don't have to worry about like having to get to work and like feeling like my plans have to be cut off at a certain time, yeah. which is super nice. And then Wednesday I went and got dinner with some friends. We got dinner and ice cream and it was so cute. Aww. 
I saw your picture somewhere and it was so cute. Yeah, it was so cute. I loved it. And we went to this like little uh, Thai food restaurant and it was called Mai Thai. And that was cute. It was such a cute name. And the food was so good. Yeah. I loved it. I'm jealous. Yeah. And then Thursday, we went to volleyball and we didn't win again, but that's okay. Oh, no. (laughs) I'm I'm still having fun. And then I now, hope your volleyball team doesn't listen to our podcast and hear how much do. we raved about the last one <laughs> and do. how much we crap on this one. <laughs> That's okay. They can. They know. They know we Step have been up, winning. Step it up, guys. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then today is Friday, so today I got off of work and I was like, I want to try a new workout class. And I actually signed up for a free class a while ago, and they were like literally calling me once a day to like sign up oh for my, my free gosh. class I know it was crazy so I never did but I finally did I was like I can do it this Friday so I went and I tried an orange theory class How'd and you like it? it was good I just I can't spend a hundred dollars a month on Ooh, working out I didn't know that's how much it was <laughs> it's a hundred and seventy nine dollars a month for Whoa. unlimited classes and I cannot do that that is yeah. way too much money they're so, supposed to be intense was it hard yeah, it was pretty hard. They do like a run section, a row section, and like a body weight or weighted mm-hmm. exercise section. And I surprised myself again in the run today. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so awesome. Yeah, but that was really fun. And then I told Erica before we started recording yes. that I had a rant. I've been waiting for this. So this is my rant, but I'm going to try and make sure it's not that long-winded. <laughs> so basically since like... Mm, November my heating and air conditioning has been weird oh no yeah so it's been like the best way to describe it is when I turn the heat on it gets colder in here like when it's cold outside and I turn the heat on it gets colder Mm -hmm. in my apartment when I turn the air conditioning on it gets hotter in Mm -hmm. my apartment and I don't know how better to describe that because it's so (laughs) weird and I put in a maintenance request a couple of months ago, probably in like December, like it was really yeah. cold, like for a couple of days and I couldn't deal with just like being in the apartment. Yeah. And so I put in a maintenance request and they said, oh, like your maintenance request has been like fixed, whatever. And I was like, okay, cool. I come home, turn on my heat. Doesn't work. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm so mad already at this. Yeah. So then I, yesterday it was 80 like degrees here. It was like 82 degrees here. Super warm. And I open up the windows and it gets up to 77 into my apartment. And I'm like, okay, I'm sick and tired of like this not working. Let me put in yeah. another maintenance request. So I put one in last night. They get to my maintenance request today and it says, okay, we fulfilled your request. They always okay. do it when you're not home? Yeah, usually. Gotcha. So I was like, okay, I saw that while I was at work. I came home and it said it was like 72 or 71 in my apartment. And I was like, that's not that bad. And mm-hmm. I was like, let me set the thermostat a little bit lower because it still felt warm in here. Yeah. So I set it to like 68, 69. And then I go to the Orange Theory class and then I come back and it is 75 in my apartment. Oh my and the air God. conditioning has been on the entire time. So I literally... Something's so broken. I know. I came in, I peed, I walked out, was walking up to the leasing office and of course they closed at five and it was like 5.45 when I got yes. home. So then I called and I left a message with the management office and I was like... I don't know if I'm not describing the situation correctly or what, but can somebody please talk to me on the phone and get this yeah. figured out? Because when it gets to like June, it gets like hot and humid yeah. here. I am not dealing with that in like May, June time. That's crazy. We had the same problem at our last apartment and they had a certain like rule. I went back to our lease. I literally pulled our lease out of the closet and read it. And there was like a rule in there that it said something like if you're 
um, temperature can't get down or like your heat's not working and it's less than 45 degrees outside, then that's an emergency and you can call our emergency maintenance line. And we had to call that, but they fixed it immediately. But that like makes me mad. I'm like fired up for you. Yeah, I like I'm just getting frustrated because like I can't tell if I'm not conveying the situation properly and we can't call in maintenance requests. We have to put them online. Yeah, that sucks. Which is fine, but I thought, like, I literally read what I was saying out loud yeah. to Kyle, and Kyle used to work in maintenance, so he was like, yes, that sounds good, like, I would know what to fix. Yeah. And I also, was like, okay. even if they don't, they can't just come in and then not fix anything and leave. Like, even if you're not describing it, they should be testing for everything. Yeah, I don't know. So I called, the, ma- I called the management office, so hopefully they'll call me back tomorrow, but if not, I'm just going to, like keep calling them like once a day or I'm going to go down there in person if I have time tomorrow yeah I'll go down there and I'll just be like hey what's going on it is hot in my apartment yeah oh my gosh yeah I hope you get it fixed before summer hits yeah hopefully (laughs) cringe that was all for my week but I do have an exciting like weekend plan (gasps) and usually we do this on Sundays so like I get to recap my weekend to you but since we're recording before the weekend I kind of want to tell you like a little bit of like what's going on so tomorrow I'm going into DC with some friends because it is the Cherry Blossom Woo-hoo! Festival it's in DC. It's gonna be so pretty. Yeah, I've never been. I've never really like seen cherry blossoms, and there's some around my apartment complex, so I've been able to like see them around. Uh-huh. Yeah, but I'm so excited to like go downtown. We have a brunch reservation, and I'm so <gasps> excited. So cute. <laughs> that sounds really fun. Yes, I'm so excited. But that is my week recap slash my rant slash what's coming up in the next couple of days. So eventful. Oh, my God. I have like nothing to share. So that works out for me because (laughs) almost nothing happened this week except that I've just been so busy and at work. But I did want to say if anyone listened to our last episode, um, our self-care episode, Marissa recommended that I try the Tree Hut sugar scrub and I bought one that day. Like, I swear (laughs) it was either that day or the next day I went to Target. I'm like, I'm buying this. And I got a sugar scrub. It's called Tropic Glow. I don't know if you've had that one or smelled it. No. Smells so good. It smells like vacation in the best Ooh. way. Like a beach trip. Like, oh my God, it smells amazing. And now I'm obsessed with it. I've used it twice already. Really? I, did, yeah, I love it. Did you try the washing your hair twice? I didn't try that yet, but I, I do need to do that. I actually just washed my hair today. And to be honest, I forgot that was one of the tips. That's I okay. need to listen back. Next time. <laughs> I know. I need to listen to it and actually write down all of our tips because yeah. we had some good ones in there. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, we did. But also, you guys, if you listen to our last episode, we kind of recapped our quarter one goals and talked about if we completed them. So really quick, before we jump into Erica Hour, we're going to share our Q2 goals. So I'm going to tell you guys mine. I have a goal of every quarter to go on a trip. So I want to go on a Q2 trip. And the exciting thing is I have three trips planned in Q2. I can't even believe it. One to Cleveland for a family trip. One to Virginia to see Marissa. And DC because we're going to a concert, which is freaking so exciting. Yay! And one to Philly. So I'm definitely going to cross Q2 trip off my list. But that's still a goal. And then my other quarter two um, goals are kind of lofty. Buy a van. This one keeps getting carried over, but we're going to keep carrying it until we get one. Um, Plan a quarter four trip because we don't have anything planned yet besides Marissa's wedding, of course. But it's also our anniversary in Q4 of the year. So I feel like we should do something fun. Like it's going to be six years. So I'm like, I want to go to the beach or something. Like, let's go. And then I want to apply for and buy passports. That's one that carried over from last month. (laughs) And the last one, you don't know yet, I don't think. And it goes with today's episode, but I think we're going to get a patio. 
And Yay! I'm so excited. It's such That's a random so adult exciting. thing to get excited about, but I think we're going to get like a concrete patio and I'll be able to decorate it and plant vegetables. Yay! I'm freaking out. I'm That's in my so housewife exciting. era. Okay, I so I know that we talked about writing down our goals and that was yes. my Q2 goal. Did you write it down? No. <laughs> I was literally messaging Erica before we were going to like record and everything. And I was like, okay, can you tell me what Q2 is? Because I know it means like quarter one and quarter two and whatever. But I was like, what are the months? So I can like actually write down my goals. And then um, I was eating dinner and then all of a sudden we were ready to record and I didn't write them down. (laughs) You have to make it your goal now for your Q2 goals to write down your Q3 goals. I know. I'm going to write them down. It's not like when we're recording this, it's not Q2 yet. So I will write them down before Q2 starts. Okay. I trust Okay. So mine are to keep my daily routine, which I'm pretty sure was a Q1 goal as well. But I want to keep my daily routine and keep active and keep my like morning routine before going to work and my afternoon routine and everything the same. And then what else are we doing? Oh, I want to finalize a bunch of stuff for the wedding in Q2. Because in April, we're doing our wedding tasting and that's going to really help solidify like the last final things. And the week after our wedding tasting, we're doing another details appointment. Oh, so so fun. Yeah. So we'll be able to like finally like get a lot more things into place. Like all of the unanswered questions hopefully we'll have answered after the tasting. Yeah. So that's my second one. And then my third one is I'm going to New York and I want to have like, I mean, I don't have enough time in my life to have a quarter one quarter two quarter three quarter four trip but i am excited to go and travel yes. with my friend That's gonna and be awesome. i think that in like in q2 i just want to focus on like seeing my friends a lot and like spending time and prioritizing time with my friends rather than with myself because it's the last quarter of the year before kyle moves in yeah so I just want to be able to, I mean, it's not like he moves in and I'm not going to have friends anymore. Of course, I'm still going to hang out with all of you guys listening to me right now. (laughs) But I just want to make sure that I'm prioritizing friends and those like those going out things that I enjoy doing on the weekend. Oh, I love that. It's a good goal. And yeah, yeah, things just change when you move in with someone. It's not like it's not any way. It's just like things are different. So that's mm-hmm. so cute. I love those goals. You always yeah. have really good goals, I have to say. I really hope that I'm probably going to have a change in my goals once I do write them down because I'm going to like actually sit down and I'm going to brainstorm and I'm going to yeah. think. But when we go over how our Q2 goals went, I will tell you that I wrote them down, what they ended up being, and if I could so accomplish excited. them. Yeah. That's, that's my goal. <laughs> when I write them down, I find that I make a lot more. Because I write really? it and then I'm like, oh, okay, like I could probably do that. And then I just write something else. So yeah. I wonder if that'll happen to you too. I, but I also make my goals sometimes like really small things like, you know, whatever, like buy a passport. It's like, okay, that's fairly easy as long as you have the money to do it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Okay. Well, I suppose we should dive in. We're 15 yes. minutes in. Thank you guys if you're still here. Yes. Because we're <laughs> going to get into the meat of this episode. I'm really excited. If you haven't been um, listening before, you might not know what Erica Hour means or Marissa Hour. And we use the verbiage a lot. But basically, it's just where one of us talks about something that we're really passionate about for an entire episode. So recently, Marissa had an episode where she talked about moving halfway across the country, how she did it, the dirty details, how much it cost. That was a good episode, I have yeah, to say. Yeah, I think so. It was so much fun. So I'm doing the same thing to today but I'm going to tell you guys how I bought a house at 23 years old with a zero dollar down payment and how much everything actually costs I pulled the numbers this morning I have the timeline 
Let's get into it. I'm yes. freaking ready. And if you don't hear me talking, it's just because I'm so dumbfounded <laughs> by how <laughs> smart this sounds because I have no idea how to buy a house. So. Well, it's such a daunting task. Just like you were saying at the beginning, a lot of people don't know about how it works. And that's exactly what I want to avoid. Like, I want people to know that it's like, dare I say this, but it wasn't that hard. And I want people to know that. Like, it's not that hard. It's cheaper than the apartment we used to have. And it's totally possible. So... Let's get into it. Um, yes. Let's first, get into we're going to start with the timeline. So back in 2019, I worked at a different job and one of my coworkers had like had already bought a house. They were much older than me. So they just had a lot more life experience than me in general. And I was complaining to them that I was looking for a new apartment and I couldn't find what I wanted. And they were like, why don't you buy a house? And I was like, uh, mm-hmm. I'm literally <laughs> in college. Like I'm in college right now. And they were like, I'm literally my house costs less than your apartment. I'm like, you're lying. And they showed me all this stuff and they just got me thinking about it. Yeah. So that's what really planted the seed. That's back in 2019. And then I finally decided like the worst thing that happens is we meet with a realtor and they say, you can't get a house and fine. But like, I guess I'll look into it. So I asked that person at my work, like, Hey, would you mind if I emailed your realtor and just talk to them if you like them and if you trust them? And he was like, yeah, totally. I like them. I trust them. Here's their name. So, boom. January of 2020, so right before the cove, uh, crazy timing, we met with a realtor and we met with a lender. So, a realtor who would help you buy a house and then a lender who would give you the money to do so. And we didn't have enough credit. So, that's where it all started. Ever since 2020, January, we've been like, we want to buy a house. We know we do. It's an investment we want to have, but we have to work on our credit to get there. Basically, we had enough money and we didn't have negative credit or bad credit scores, but we didn't have credit cards. We didn't own cars that had loans. Like we weren't paying for anything. So there was no way to really tell. So like I said, January of 2020. Then when you jump to April 9th of 2022, literally two years later, which is so crazy, we decided to email again. And this is not because that's how long it took to build our credits, not because that's how long they made us wait. That is just when the timing worked out because we were in leases and, you know, the whole thing when you live in apartments, you stay for a year usually or whatever. So April 9th of 2022 is when we decided, like, I'm going to send an email to a broker. We're going to try again. And this time I had taken a recommendation from my coworker again at um like my new uh boss at the time and she told me about her realtor and I was like wow she sounds really really awesome and she's like look her up on Instagram I'm like your realtor is on Instagram and she said yes so I'll tell you right now shout out at broker Nicole n-i-c-o-l-e she is such a badass she literally has her whole page is all about being a real estate broker she does all kinds of videos she's like a health queen she grinds and works like a bajillion hours a week selling houses and just being a freaking badass and she's so good at her job so we sent our email to the broker and we were like hey we kind of really want to buy a house but we don't know anything and um we know uh this person she recommended (laughs) us to you and that's about it like that is all we know we had no uh information at all and so that is what started everything so I'm going to stop here because I wrote down questions I feel like people might have right now, would, which would be, how do you find a realtor or a broker? Yeah, so, I, was, like I, said, I was just thinking, I was yeah. like, first off, I didn't know you were thinking about it for this long. Yes. And I was like, second off, how do you find these people? What are these people yes. like? What is their job or like their 
the like the thing that they add to the like yes, whole home buying experience. experience. Yes, it's a great question. And I literally wrote down both because those are the exact same questions I asked. So the first thing I want to clarify is that we used broker Nicole. She's a broker. That's different than a real estate agent. And so I Googled this before just to make sure I was really, really clear. But basically a broker can do everything that a real estate agent can do. And they could also work independently or own their own brokerage and manage other agents under them. So they kind of like are the umbrella. So it's like more independent. Yeah. And you get more like qualifications, I guess you could say. Okay. So Nicole's a broker and she owns her own brokerage and she like does this whole thing. And so also, how do you find them and what do they add to the experience? Having a realtor or broker is A, someone who's going to walk you through the process because we didn't know anything. Like we knew nothing. You can buy a home on your own, but if you don't know every single step, you're more likely to get taken advantage of if you don't yeah, have someone representing sure. you. It's like having a lawyer. And what I will say here that I actually didn't write down and kind of forgot about, but you don't pay a realtor if you're buying a house. Wrap what? your minds around that, everybody. <laughs> you do not pay a realtor. When you are the buyer, the seller pays for your realtor. So the person that we bought our house from paid for our realtor and his. And I'm, there may be cases where that doesn't happen. But as far as I've been told by people we've worked with, that is very common for that it to is be that way. wild to me. Yeah. So when we go to, <laughs> if we were to sell our house, we would pay for the buyer's um, agent fees, but we didn't have to pay for it. So that's also another benefit of like, why wouldn't you use a realtor or a broker when you're buying? Yeah. So highly recommend. And then to answer the question of like, how did you find one? Recommendations from coworkers. That's yeah. how we did it do your research online. If you're looking at a listing like on Zillow, it usually says at the bottom, like this person is selling the house. That's mm-hmm. the realtor on that house. You can get in contact with them. Probably wouldn't recommend that straight up, but there's many ways, just like you find a doctor. Honestly, you just Google them, try to figure out, read their profiles, whatever, check if their license have been revoked, that kind of stuff. Mm. But um, yeah, so that's the situation. April 9th of 2022, we emailed our broker, Nicole. And we're like, hey, can we be your client? Are you even taking clients? Whatever. And I was pretty nervous because she's kind of like an influencer on Instagram, really. And I was like, that's uh, so crazy. Yeah. I was like, I don't know if she's going to want us, but okay. So then moving right along on April 19th of 2022. So 10 days after we emailed her, we actually met with her in person. So throughout that time we were communicating, but that day we went to her brokerage, we met with her in person and we learned all the things about buying a house. So like what types of homes there are, what type of loans, types of offers, financing options, what our budget's going to be, et cetera. I and then like she let that, us know. I feel yeah, like that's so helpful because like, obviously you, you guys are young and yeah. I feel like a lot of times, like if you go and buy a house, they're not really willing to like educate you on the process. They're just like, here, these are that's my options. The buy a thing house. About, yeah, that's the scary thing about finding a broker or a lender that you or um, a realtor that you trust is if like they can rip you off. They yeah, can, they can get you in a situation you don't want to be in. So a lot of it is also, I should have said, like gut feeling. Um, the first person that we met that like denied us and was like, you guys can't buy a house. I tried to go back to her afterward and she ghosted me. And I was like really disappointed. I was like, how unprofessional. But in the long run, I'm like, thank God, because she didn't give us the feeling that Nicole gave us. Nicole never made us feel bad for what we were looking for. We had some like Angela and I had some things that we were like, we're not going to negotiate on these things. And they were kind of a tight parameter, at least we thought. And she never made us feel bad. She was like, we're going to get you what you want. You're going to pay the right amount. We're not going to ask you to overpay. So like you just also have to make sure you trust them, I guess. Yeah, which is really important. But yeah, she taught us all of that. 
And then she let us know that the next step after just learning, getting educated, that's all we've done at this point. And she said the next step from here is to reach out to a lender and get pre-approved for an amount. Just see mm-hmm. how much can we spend. And then we'll talk, come back and talk about your guys' budget and what you f- like feel like is comfortable. But just see how much you can get approved for at first. So that process is emailing another person, their mm-hmm. bank lenders, and the same thing here is we just took a recommendation. Nicole has a lender that she works with for all her clients. Unless you have someone, you can go elsewhere. You're allowed. But she had someone in mind. So we're like, sure, we'll go with that person. We have no clue what we're doing. So <laughs> then on April 28th, yeah, April 28th, uh, nine days after that meeting, we had a call with the lender and we got our pre-approval amount. So this is actually pretty exciting because what we wanted and what we were hoping for and what we thought we could afford was like a hundred to $175,000 house, somewhere in that okay. range. And we got approved for $250,000. We were like, what that's crazy so absolutely shook not that Um, you need that much space just the two of you but like that's crazy to know that like you were like financially sound enough to like be able to afford that it was honestly like an ego boost I'm not gonna lie I was like okay we were okay like we were nervous about even getting approved for what we wanted and Uh then to literally over double it cool like we were so happy so we got approved for the $250,000 and then also The bank that the lender worked for and that we were going through potentially had a first time home buyer program. So if you're buying a house and it's your first time, I would a million out of 10 do your research. Like Mm -hmm. not only can you find stuff online, but a lot of local banks, like we went to a bank that's, it's not Chase, it's not Huntington, it's not a big bank. It's like more of a local thing. And um, they have a first time home buyer program where if you choose them for your loan, and you get approved, you can do $0 down, which is huge. That's no down payment. And then no PMI, which is private mortgage insurance. And that's something you have to have. Um, instead of us paying for it, the bank's paying for it. Because oh, they want perfect. us to choose them to yeah. be first-time home buyers. So all of that to say, we were saving a shit ton of money yeah. <laughs> by choosing this place. So moving right along that was april 28th may 9th we got set up on the mls and so this is a website and i googled this too just so i can give everyone a real definition just to make sure but the mls it's called the multiple listing service and it's an organization that accumulates and disseminates information to enable appraisals for houses that's what google said but to put it in layman's terms um, if you ever go online and you're like looking at houses just for fun, you usually end up on like Zillow or HomeSnap mm-hmm. or Realtor.com, those kind of websites. MLS is what comes before. MLS is where the realtor goes in and they're like, I have a house for sale at one, two, three, five lane. And once they put it in MLS, the MLS will send it to those websites. Okay. Hopefully that kind of makes sense. So it's yeah. like the OG place where they put in the information and it starts from. And so when so you, you get to house, see all the listings yes, before they're like all put on their own. And you don't have to go stuff. separate places like they're all there. So yeah. when a realtor sets you up on MLS, they get your information, like what your budget's going to be, what like how many bedrooms, how many bathrooms, what do you absolutely need? And then they draw like a little location on the map, like a little geo circle. And every time a listing comes up in that location that meets all the criteria, it sends an email to the buyer. And so that every is single so time, nice. <laughs> Angelo and I would get an email like new listing just added. Like literally it'd be like new listing three minutes ago. Here's what it is. And then we could immediately text her and say like, we, we need to go look at this place. Whatever. Yeah. 
then like that's a really that's really nice because it's, it's huge. It's put out there and you see it immediately because you have those email notifications on. Yes. And you were already living with Angelo, so you could literally just like run to the next room and be like, Angelo, exactly. yes or no, are we touring? <laughs> and we could go that day because what happened with COVID, everybody knows like it changed the market for cars, it changed the market for houses, whatever. But these houses are flying off the market. Like uh, yeah. some people put it off our same day and if it's really good, they'll freaking take it. So we had the like privilege of being able to at times just go to a yeah. place same day, next day, which is honestly literally insane, but it was really nice to have the option. That's basically um, what happened with yeah. my parents' house when they were putting it on the market. Really? My my neighbor's kids ended up buying it, so it was my neighbor's uh, like daughter and That's her so husband. But yeah. before, like they had an open house and like a couple families came and visited. But the family wanted the house so bad because their like wow. parents lived next door, so they put in an yeah. offer, and we had to like wait the like six days or whatever, which you'll probably get into yeah. whatever that information. But then they were like, okay. You get it. <laughs> That's so awesome. Yeah, that is just, it's been the craziest time with buying stuff because people are just throwing money at houses. Because they, they need were. it. <laughs> like now, they need the yeah. houses and stuff. So it's they're like, wild. I need it. <laughs> yes. So yeah, so the MLS, our realtor was exp our broker. Um, I need to make sure I call her the right thing. But every time something goes on the MLS, you get the email. And she was saying that because of how it works, Things hit the MLS before they hit Realtor.com, before they hit Zillow. By the time I would send her a Zillow listing, she'd be like, this is gone. And it doesn't oh, yeah. update the site yet because, you know, it's not there. So that was like a huge, huge, huge step. So that was May 9th. Moving along. I have four notebook pages, guys. <laughs> Brace yourselves. We're already through two. But that was May 9th. And then May 14th, we put in our first offer. Okay, ah. that's five days from when we got set up to when we put our first offer. That is very unheard of, I feel like, in normal times. And it just speaks to the COVID of it all because five days is insane. And I will say that, like, most of our home buying process and the way that things turned out, I believe, have way more to do with luck than they have to do with anything else. Like, we got super lucky. I had a friend who was looking at the same time as me, and he was like, prepare yourself. Like, you're going to get heartbroken. You're not going to get your dream house. Like, just understand how crazy it is right now. And then our timeline went very fast and I was like, yeah, sorry to tell you that this really worked out for us. So it was a matter of luck in a time. Well, like I, this. I remember we were talking last like spring, summer as well. Yeah. And you were like, well, like we're putting in offers. Like we're not really like ready. Like mm -hmm. you were like ready to say yes, but you were like, I don't really think it's going to happen. So we're just yeah. like going to kind of ride exactly. this wave. But then like, I saw you like a week later and you're like, we, we have like, a house. And I was like, what the heck? Yeah. It, it was literally so fast. So yeah, on May 14th, we put in our first offer and this was, um, there's two things I want to mention with it. So we used an escalation clause and I really want to talk about this because literally no one I've talked to has ever heard of this. People who've bought houses have been like, what is that? And I think it's a game changer. So our broker, like I said, she's a badass and she's really damn good at what she does. And she explained this escalation clause to us. So basically what happens is say you and I were going to put an offer on the same house. You put an offer for $100,000. I put an offer for $100,000 but I have an escalation clause that says if you get any other offers that are the same as mine or a little bit more than mine up to a certain point, we'll put in an extra 5K. So no matter what, as long as the other offers all fall within this range, we'll put an extra 5K on top of your highest offer and we'll take it. And I'm like, why do people not use this more? 
Yeah, because so it's, really, it's gonna it's gonna make the the home like the seller want yeah. you because they're like, oh well, that's an extra five k. Exactly, you have that competitive advantage financials wise. So unless you have, I mean, there's other reasons that buyer sellers choose different buyers, but the finances have been huge in the COVID times. So we used an escalation clause on all of our offers that I'm going to talk about, and so I think that was definitely a game changer because we had something. I I actually didn't write this down because I couldn't find it, but we had something saying where up to whatever, up to $5,000, we'll pay this much more than your highest offer over Mm -hmm. and over and over until we hit the max. Once we hit the max, if there's a higher offer, they'll get it. Mm -hmm. So we use an escalation clause. And then we also, this is huge in COVID, Angela and I refused to waive our rights to do inspections. A lot of people were waiving the rights to do inspections during COVID, um, which means that they were buying the house and they weren't getting it inspected for pests. They weren't getting it inspected for radon, different gases, chemicals, or even the structure of it, like if things were going to be rotting or falling down, whatever. So a lot of people were refusing or were waiving those options so that they could um, just get the house. (laughs) Yeah, they could entice the seller to sell it faster. And the sellers liked it because if there was a problem, You'd never know. Like, hey, yeah. I have the house. So Angela and I were really adamant about the fact that we were not going to do that. We we're going to do our inspections. We want to pay the extra money. We want to take the extra time. So that is also another reason why we were like, yeah, we're putting in offers, but I don't think we're going to get anything. Like, we yeah. really thought no one was going to want us with wanting our inspections done. Okay, so, I do have one question yeah. before we keep going. So at this point, you're putting in offers, but you said that you're not paying for the broker or anything because that's nope. the home buyer's responsibility. So up until yep. this point, have you even paid for anything yet? Nothing. That is wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah all you the can way to get the point. really far. <laughs> And that's, that's because, so I will say, that's because we had the pre-approval. So if if we didn't get pre-approved for XYZ amount or we didn't get pre-approved at all because we didn't have credit, it would have stopped there. And the realtor is like, no offense, not going to waste their time on you because yeah, you clearly don't sense. have the money to spend. But because we got pre-approved, yeah, we're all the way up until we, I've gone from April through May, which I guess isn't that long, but so many steps. Yeah. Um, and we have not paid a single dollar. That is so crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, so May 14th was our first offer, and it was declined because we got outbid, like, beyond our escalation clause, Mm -hmm. and um, whatever. So that's May 14th. And then June 3rd, so this is three weeks after our first offer, and at this time, we were looking at new places, like, probably every week, every few days, whatever. June 3rd, we put in our second offer, three weeks after our first one, and it was in the exact same, like, complex, same area, because we were like, we really like this area, it's really nice, and it also got denied, I think we got outbid, but the first one that we put our offer in, we were, like, reaching, It was out of our budget and it was like really a blessing in disguise that we didn't get accepted because it would have been so expensive. And the second one we got denied needed even more renovations than what we did on this house. So I think both were like, it just wasn't right. Thank God they didn't accept our offers because it wasn't right. But then June 11th. So that's the day that I moved. (laughs) Is it really? I moved in on June 12th, but that was like the day I was packing up. I can't believe that we didn't even realize this sooner. Because in this day, I talked to no one. Because like we were busy from the second it happened. But eight days after our second offer, we put in our third offer and we got our house. I can't even believe it. So we put in the offer on June 11th. And ironically, on June 12th is when they called us to accept it. That is so crazy. Who knew that we were like literally. I mean, I knew we were like, wow. On I'm the same joking. timeline, but yes, like what? Yes, but not that close. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. So 
we put in the offer on June 11th and on June 12th, it was accepted. And that is extremely fast. Like you were saying, your parents waited the six days to whatever. We had some sort of number built in, like this many days is how long they're going to tell you. And usually they do wait until the very last second. But the, I, we must have had a great offer because literally the I next guess. day he's like, we'll take it. We want them. Yeah, so the people that us. ended up buying my parents' house, they had a really great offer. Yeah. But I think that they were just trying to work out with like one other bidder and they were like, yeah. Okay, let's like let's That'll wait them out, it. see if they're gonna yep. like give us any more money. Yes, and that's then... exactly what it is. You basically that's like crazy. push them to the last second. So we were not expecting this. Nicole calls me in the morning and if you watch my YouTube video, I meant to shout this out at the beginning. That's I have a okay. video <laughs> that goes over all of this, but in video form, photos and stuff, whatever. So check it out if you want to. But the phone call is in the video because I was filming when she called and I answered the phone and I said, what did I say? I said, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and she was like, no, you guys really got the house. And I was like, shut up. And we were just screaming. And she, I remember she posted on her Instagram and she's like, nobody has ever responded to you got the house by saying shut the fuck up. And it was one of my favorite clients. That's so it funny. so crazy. I mean, that's the only thing you can say. That was only your yeah. third offer. It had only been like a month and a half, two months at that yes. point. And you'd put in the offer the next day. You just have to we be so shook. exasperated. It was honestly probably only a few hours after we put the offer because it was like the night before and then it was literally right in the morning I remember me and Angelo if you watch the video we look like shit because we just woke up <laughs> opened our eyes and she's calling me so yeah, you wake up to her phone crazy. call and you're like what Nicole it's like, 7 a.m uh, I'm like what <laughs> is so important that you cannot wait oh my god yeah so June 11th monumental day apparently which we're coming up on a year in a couple months so that's ah. cool but yeah, so June 11th, the offer was like actually put in. And then on the 12th, it was accepted. Like I said, we literally open our eyes and it's accepted. I'm like, whoa. You're like, so, we have a house. What yes. to do now? <laughs> we were honestly, it took a few months. It took almost six months for us to feel like we lived here, even after we lived here. It uh -huh. is, I can't describe it. It's so weird. But the June 12th date that it got um, actually accepted, we had some things we had to do. So like at this point, things happen very fast. Um, I don't know if that's the case for everyone, but I think it probably is. So one day after we put in the offer, accepted, and we started the closing process, which usually takes 30 days. That would be typical. It can be like a couple days shorter, a couple days longer, but really like that's the most it should be, I'm pretty sure. Um, but the things that happened at this point were once we had that offer accepted and all the documents were signed, which you just do like online these days, which is really nice. I will mm -hmm. say most all documentation was online. But at this point, they had to collect the earnest money, which I'm going to explain what that is. Um, we ordered our home inspection, ordered our pest inspection, and we had to decide on a home warranty to buy all in this day. And Nicole had emailed us and I went back and read the emails and she was like, any of the stuff that you want, tell me like what inspections you do and don't want, which Angelo and I wanted everything, anything mm -hmm. we get, we were going to do. And she scheduled it all for us. So there oh, is another that reason. That is perfect. Yeah. It's another reason to have a broker or real estate agent. Like she took care of everything. All we had to do honestly was like pay, like show up to look at the houses and pay the money. She wrote all of the offers. I should say like these offers, when you put an offer in on a house, it's like 20, 30, 40, 50 pages long, like big, big, big documents that have a lot of clauses and a lot of addendums and a lot of rules and a lot of stipulations. And so sure, Angela and I would read them and sometimes we'd have to be like, hey, Nicole, this one number is wrong or you spelled our name wrong here. But like they do it all for you. You just got to make sure you've got your ducks in a row when you're like double checking. But otherwise, like they're taking care of everything. It is so worth it to have a free, free 
real estate agent or broker. <laughs> it is so crazy. That it's to free. Say that. It's and free she does the all the work for you. Yes. It's, it's, a, it's a win-win. It's a no-brainer. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. So on June 13th, okay, one day from accepting the offer, we booked and paid for our pest inspection. And how that works is you pay online and they go do it. You don't have to show up. They go to the house and Perfect. do it themselves. And then June 15th, two days after the exception, they did the radon test themselves. Like they came here and did a radon test while the other guys still lived here. It was totally fine. And they just emailed us and we're like, hey, we got your report. Pay to unlock your report. We paid and no bad radon levels. All good. Perfect. So that was good news. June 28th. So 16 days from getting our offer accepted. This is when we got our appraisal back. So you have to order an appraisal. And what this means really, really basically is that someone will come to your house and look at it and tell you how much it's worth based on a lot of criteria. Like it's way more complicated than that, but I really, I don't even know how to get into it, (laughs) but someone who's an appraiser and like that's their full-time job and they have an education in it. They come to the house and tell you how much it's worth. And so what you want them to tell you is that it's worth more than what you paid. That's a good investment. If they tell you that it's worth less than what you paid, you've already paid at that point. And well, not technically, but whatever for for our purposes if they tell you it's worth less than and you continue to to go through with the purchase and buy it that's considered buying a home underwater so if you pay a hundred thousand dollars for the house and they come in and they're like this house is only worth ninety five thousand dollars then you bought a house that was five thousand dollars underwater hopefully that makes sense yeah angelo and i at this point we didn't know what we were going to get we were really just praying like please let it be a good investment we are not really willing to buy something underwater we had to like think about if it is underwater are we going to go through with it or not depends on how much money whatever because that's just money wasted honestly yeah so and of course you have to put money into a home to increase its value so it's really money wasted so we got our appraisal and it came back and it was appraised for more than what we bought it for which is a good deal to say the least I like to say we got a good deal on this house and I'm not gonna tell you guys the number yet but I will at the end I know I was like so that was you keep news. skipping around the numbers but I, I know, know you said you're gonna tell us how much everything costs so I'm like how much are these inspections how like, much is the house it. what is all of this stuff I know <laughs> It's so crazy, but we're almost to the end. Okay, so July 5th, so this is three weeks after our offer was accepted. The title was clear, and we were ready to go to actually close on the house and, like, finalize everything. So then four weeks from the offer being accepted on July 11th, we paid the closing costs, which we'll get to. And then on the 14th, we closed and actually got possession of our freaking house. So you got the keys that day, right? No. So on August 14th, so this is now one month after we closed, that's when we had our tenant, I'm doing air quotes, move out and we actually got the keys. So what happened was our offer got accepted likely because, so I was worried, right? Because we, we wanted to do our inspections and we were worried they wouldn't choose our offer. But it turns mm-hmm. out that the person who was selling this house actually wanted to stay in it um, at least until August of that year because they had other plans lined up. And so I think that the reason they were willing to give us that 30-day closing and they didn't even really care is because they wanted to stay for an extra month anyway. So they're like, we'll accept your offer if you let us stay until this date. Mm -hmm. So we got the house on June 14th and they moved out on August 14th. So for that month, I guess they were like our tenant basically. So they paid for the mortgage that month and they paid for all the fees. And then we just came in and moved in. Okay, perfect. So yeah, that was cool. And then August... 14th like I said that's when we got the keys and we began renovations which we'll talk about how much that cost and then on August 28th two weeks after that we moved in 
Okay. Crazy. Perfect. So going back, we put in our offer on June 11th and we closed on, wait, July 14th. <laughs> Only one month. That's crazy. Yeah. And it, the whole process just went really fast. Like I said, we started in April and we ended in literally July is when we closed. So that's a really close timeline. I'm yeah, shocked. that is. That's awesome, though. Yeah. So I'm going to give you guys the dirty details. I'm this ready. This is the final step of the episode. I'm really excited. We're going to get down and dirty. So I hope you all are still here. OK, so, I have one question before you yes, get started. Please. When you were looking for houses, did you want something that you had to renovate or were you wanting something oh, that was great completely question. done? Because I know oh, you so did do you some. Yeah, um, we were open to both ideas. Um, I would have loved to have something move and ready, but I also knew that, to be honest, my taste was like a little too high for like yeah. finding something that was moving ready. Like I was being a little too picky to be able to find something. Um, and like the style I was looking for was out of our price range. Mm -hmm. So I had a feeling we'd at least be painting, which I wouldn't call that like a full renovation. No. But when we found this house, which I should say the third house that we actually put an offer in and that we got is in the same complex as the first two. All three offers were all in the same place because we just really gravitated towards the area we're in. We really love it. And so the first one we looked at, we had a really good variety. The first house we looked at that was too expensive for us was so immaculately done. That's why we decided to look at it. It had extra parking spots, an extra large garage. It had grass area. It had a deck and it was beautiful but just out of our price range. Uh -huh. And the second one that we saw here, the same complex was like torn to shreds, like kind of oh, trash, yeah. like disgusting. And it just needed like a kitchen renovation, which would have been so much work, probably a bathroom renovation, new windows, like really, really big lifts. So we did put an offer in on it. Shockingly, I'm so glad it fell through, but that would have been so much work. And so I think by the time we saw this one, we were like, okay, replace the floors and paint the walls. I think we can handle it. Yeah. And so we just decided to go for it. So to answer your question, like we were open to both opportunities, but we had a feeling a renovation was going to be what we had to do financially. I feel like everybody, like everybody wants move in ready. It sounds so nice. Like you don't have to uh, remodel. Yeah. You don't for have sure. to change anything. But at the end of the day, it's going to be your house and you're going to want to make it yours. So exactly. even like just painting the walls like everybody wants to paint the walls when they move in because either yes. they're dingy or they just don't like the color exactly. and like the floors you can put your own like personal touch on stuff like that and I 100%. think that's what really makes the house yours it does and it looks so different and it doesn't feel like I live in someone else's house like when we yeah. first got here I'm like this is the person who moves out of the house he was a young bachelor guy and it looked like it was a young bachelor guy and I was like uh it's just it doesn't feel like ours so by the time we finished renovations I was like wow this is really starting to feel like it's our house and we like built it from nothing like it feels ours which is yeah that's huge. awesome though yeah okay so let's get into money baby yeah so we purchased the house for about a hundred and seventy three thousand dollars to make it even um and what it was appraised at was a hundred seventy eight thousand dollars so that was really exciting so it was like worth five thousand dollars more than what we paid basically and we are we already have and we plan to put a lot more money into it so fingers crossed that the value will only go up from here yeah um but yeah about one hundred seventy three thousand dollars is how much we paid as the purchase price and then our house is about 800 square feet above grade which above grade just means any part of your house that's above the um ground outside ground level. okay so your so basement, basement is not included no okay so the basement's not included in that. And if you did, then it would be like another 400 square feet ish. Yeah. Um, so that is that. I will say that 
um, our monthly mortgage. So $173,000 might mean nothing to people listening because it meant nothing to me. I was like, I don't know how much money that is. That just sounds like a lot. But our mortgage payment is about $1,000 a month. And we pay for a homeowner's association fee which if you have ever bought a house, you might have heard of this. Or if not, I will tell you that a lot of houses have it. And it's basically a fee that pays for external upkeep of your house. I'm saying that very generally because it could include other things. But for example, if you live in just a regular neighborhood, so I'll say, for example, like Angelo's parents, I don't know if you know where they live or even Kyle's parents, anyone, any of our family's parents, um, they live in like regular kind of houses, right? It's not a condo or it's not whatever. It's just a regular house. Those usually have an HOA fee and there's some sort of association that you have to report to. And that association says you pay us this much and we'll take care of your trash. We'll take care of your recycling. We'll mow the lawn on the part by the road or we'll do the landscaping in the summer, whatever. There's all kinds of stuff that they could do and you just pay a small fee for it. They also control what the outside of your house looks like. So Mm -hmm. they could say your house can only be this color, this color, this color, or this color, or your outdoor shutters can only look like this. Yeah. So it really depends on where you are, but our fee is extremely high. So for instance, I was talking to, um, Connor and Sarah. Yeah. Recent, like in the summer and they were talking about their condo associate or their homeowner association, whatever. And I'm not going to say how much, cause that's obviously their information, but it was less than one payment of ours per month for oh, their wow. whole year. Uh, yeah. They were paying less than we pay for a month for their whole year of fees. So just to put that into perspective. So ours is very, very high just so we're all aware. And our HOA fee is about $250 a month, but I will tell you what this includes. This includes the pool, a full gym, a clubhouse, like a hangout area, whatever. It includes the water to our house, the sewage to our house, trash, recycling, snow removal, lawn care, landscaping, and then I wrote et cetera, because I'm sure there's something I'm not thinking of. (laughs) So it does have a really big list, though, which made us feel a little bit more justified. And also, we, I shouldn't say we, really me, I really, really, really valued having a pool yeah, but we obviously like getting a house with a pool right outside, like a real nice, like luxury style, like I would want was out of our price range. So we had to find a community that had a community pool. And mm-hmm. so we decided we were willing to pay like a little extra for something like this. But I will say that's outrageous. Like $250 yeah. a month is absolutely outrageous. So all that to say our monthly payments about $1,250 and that's paying for our mortgage with interest and our HOA fee. So $1,200 a month for rent for this size house I would say it's pretty reasonable especially I mean we live in Ohio so low cost of living I know where you live is so much more expensive (laughs) it makes me die like it's so (laughs) sad so yeah that's the details on that and now I have more details for you guys I love it take a breath so there's something called earnest money that I talked about earlier and I want to explain it really quick and the best way that I can explain this to someone who's never heard of an earnest deposit it's just money that you put down to allow the seller to trust you. So okay. when we came into our offer, we wrote down our offer, we wrote in our escalation clause and we also wrote a check and we did $2,500. You can pick any amount you want. You could literally do 5 bucks, you could do 10,000. Mm-hmm. And you write a check and you give it to your broker and I don't know what she does. She takes care of it. That's all she I know takes about Nicole. <laughs> she takes care of it. But I give her, I gave Nicole $2,500. And so she took that check. She held it in escrow or something like that. And it was in the offer. 
saying like this money is being held somewhere between the broker from the buyer and the agent from the seller. And if the offer goes through, it will be applied to closing costs. So you, you don't lose it. And if the offer does not go through, the buyer gets it back. It's never lost. So it's okay. just to make them trust you. I'm pretty sure you can choose to not do it. We chose to do 2500 because it was reasonable for us at the time. And we felt like it was relatively competitive. We wanted yeah. it to be more than our counter offers. And Nicole felt like she agreed with us for yeah. what we could afford to do. And at the end of the day, that's like two months of your mortgage. So it's yeah. not really like that's a good it's, point. It's like a security deposit. It like, is. I've only it's exactly lived in, like that. I've only ever lived in apartments, and usually you pay first and last month's rent or yes. some other made up cost that they say is Literally. your security deposit. But instead of it being in case you damage anything in the home, it's that you don't damage the relationship yes. between the seller and buyer. Yes. And the best thing about earnest money is that it's exactly like that, except there's no chance of anyone taking it. It's yes. all yours and you for sure get it back. Okay. That's so, awesome. Not to if be only that's like how said, it worked. <laughs> dude, I know, right? That's what I'm saying. So like I said, that is applied towards your closing costs. So at the beginning, I told you guys I had $0 down. We never paid a down payment. So just because we never paid a down payment doesn't mean we didn't pay anything. Mm-hmm. So that's also something that I think is... Um, like confusing about buying a house and something that you hear you hear zero dollars down you're like a house for free not exactly so that's also why I want to explain this too so we paid our earnest money of twenty five hundred dollars and that was applied to our closing costs we're going to talk about what closing costs include so and for the record I don't know them all but we ordered our appraisal like I said so that's where someone comes in and tells you how much your house is worth paying the appraiser was five hundred and twenty five dollars okay not too bad not too bad. I, I actually don't know. I was going to say, like, I don't know. I don't have anything to compare this to. So, like, as you're listening, yeah, you can judge this no if you idea. want. I don't know. <laughs> Let me know in the comments. <laughs> um, our radon test, to test for radon in the home, was 79 bucks. Our pest inspection was $70. And then our actual inspection of our home, so, like, checking the walls, checking the foundation. Um, I wish I had Angelo on right now. That would have been really smart of me. But he came and did the inspection with the inspector. I was working at the time, so I didn't come. Um, But he actually came to the house and did everything with him. And he said it took hours. This inspector, he turned on the stove. He turned on the gas fireplace. He would crawl in the crawl space. He's tapping on things, hitting on things, checking the appliances, like every little detail. Um, And this is more expensive than most people pay, I will say. We decided to, again, make one of the decisions to go with something that we felt like was safer. And we chose a structural engineer to do our inspection instead of an inspector. So they have the regular experience of an inspector, but also our structural engineer. And they um, came and did that, and it cost $375. So that is those kind of costs. And then in closing costs, which like I said, I'm not like, I don't even know what all goes into this. I have it written somewhere, but I did not pull it out because it's a very technical, boring state things, but it's like taxes, it's homeowners insurance. It's like a bunch of random crap that you have to have to buy a house. Those cost $1,500. So in total, our closing costs that we actually had to pay, me and Angela, was five grand. Okay. So that's, like I said, no down payment. So if we had a down payment of like 10K, then it would be 15,000. That's just closing. So then switching gears one last time, this is the last bundle of things, is we did renovations, like I mentioned. So we painted our whole house and we floored our whole house. And I could do literally another whole hour episode on all the stuff we did because it was crazy. 
But we had never done something like that before. So we had to buy tools. We Uh had to buy supplies. We had to spend hours researching. Like a lot more went into it than just buying a can of paint and throwing it on the wall. So this was a little bit pricey. But to paint our whole house. Oh, quick interjection. Angelo, I should mention, is an engineer. And he did this very cute thing. He built our house as a 3D model on his computer exactly (laughs) to scale. Yeah, I think I remember you talking about this. No, it was amazing, honestly, because he built it exactly to scale and he could literally just click on the floor of the house and it would tell him the exact square footage of the floor. Why this was important is because if you buy a house that's 800 square feet ish, like we did, it doesn't just mean 400 on the bottom and 400 on the top because there's Mm -hmm. walls, there's a sink, there's a counter and that's taking off from the amount that you actually have to put flooring into. So he got us so spot on with the amount of like products we needed to buy. If he didn't do that model, we would have bought way too much paint, way too much floor. We would have like wasted money. So to paint the whole house, 500 bucks. Not bad. To do the flooring for the whole house, 1100 bucks. So that's about 1600 So if you combine the 1600 with the $5,000 in closing costs, appraisals, inspections, blah, 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 all the stuff that you can either choose to do or not, and then closing, whatever, it came to a grand total from buying our house, $6,700. And keep in mind, that's $3,300 for me and $3,300 for Angela. We, we split everything 50-50. So that is how much it really cost us to buy a house at age 23 with $0 down, $6,700 total. That is crazy. crazy. Yeah. And... You pay less money a month for your house than I pay for my rent. (laughs) Yes, and our monthly payment is less, so we're literally saving money from living in some of the apartments that we would have lived in, especially ones of this size. Like, we have a nice, like, three-floor home. Like, we have a nice amount of space, which is awesome. Yeah, and I've seen their house, guys. It is beautiful, and it (gasps) is perfect. (laughs) And so we now might add a patio. I'll interject this because I said that in the intro. We're expecting the patio to be around $2,000 or less, and I mean... I mean, it's definitely a value add, but I don't know how much value it adds. I would love if anyone has some insight on that. Definitely let us know on Instagram. My parents actually added a patio. Did and they? Then sold the house so they could probably tell wow. you. Oh, yeah, that would be really cool. Ours yeah. is going to be obviously super small because our yard's small, but I think we're just going to do like a little concrete patio, really simple, and just decorate it cute and have some plants. But it's going to be awesome. Yeah, it's going to be so cute. So yeah. not to take the spotlight off of you, oh, but please. I'm just going to kind of try and like relate it back to like my life and yes. stuff. So, like, obviously, I've never done that. But, like, we were talking about in the last couple of episodes and stuff, like, I am looking for apartments and stuff. And I love being transparent with money just as much as Erica does. 100%. You have to because, like, if you don't know, like, how much that costs for Erica and Angelo at 23, you're never going to know what what they – to expect. So – I'm looking for apartments right now. And of course, I live in a completely different area. I'm Mm -hmm. in one of the highest cost of living areas in the United States. So currently, I live in a two-bedroom, two-bathroom apartment in, I would say, a smaller population area than the other areas that I've been looking in. And the rent for this apartment is like $23.50 a month. Oh, my gosh. But, of course, that's split in two. So I pay about $11.50 a month for my apartment now. And when I told Erica that, she was like, oh my gosh, that's I died like, like when I told her just my rent, not even utilities or anything was more yeah. than her mortgage payment. She was like, that <laughs> is wild. Yes. But, but to now, be fair, I live in rural Ohio. I mean, I live yeah. in the city, but all of Ohio is rural. Like, yeah, it's just a difference of, of where you live too. 
Yeah, and now I'm looking for apartments, like one-bedroom apartments for me and Kyle when he's going to move in. And the one that we applied to, that one is a one-bedroom, one-bathroom with a loft area. And it's about 860 square feet. So pretty comparable. Comparable for sure, yeah. Yeah, but you have an office instead of a loft. Like, it's just... It's pretty comparable in size, and it is nineteen seventy a month. <laughs> that is and, at least a little closer to our mortgage. Yeah, a and, little, uh, but still. Yeah, but of course, like that's going to be split in two. Of course, when Kyle yeah, moves in and everything, huge. so we'll end up paying about seven eighty a month per person. And you guys, yeah. that's still it's still a little bit more, it's but closer. Up there, but it could be worse. Yeah, it's like right there, right yeah. on the edge. But it's just wild. And I know that we were talking a couple of weeks ago in one of our other episodes talking about like the difference in my my Marissa hour talking about the difference in cost of livings. So I know a bunch of people, our two highest areas of listeners are Ohio and Virginia, of course, because that's where we know the most people. Shout out. Yeah, but I I just think it's so interesting to like kind of share. Like I, of course, don't have the home buying experience, but I have the apartment hunt and everything. So sharing those numbers and everything is pretty helpful just to see the like the disparity between the two yeah and definitely whoa and definitely (laughs) if you're listening to this episode and you all are enjoying what we're sharing please let us know because we have said time and time again I feel like that we want to do a finances podcast and I don't know how we would theme that but for sure I would love to do an episode I will tell you how much money I make I will tell you anything I'm allowed to legally tell you because I think it's important to share these things too just because I have so many friends where I'm like oh yeah, we bought a house. And they're like, I've always wanted to buy a house. I didn't know that it could be so easy or I didn't know it could cost X, Y, Z. So I think it's important to share the things because you can do what you set your mind to. Yeah, of course. So emo, but it's true. You can always ask like parents or like your significant other's parents and stuff, but most likely the last time they bought a house is like Like probably 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. And of course the market has changed and especially with the pandemic and just those like the younger people being in the housing market now, like things change. So it's a a lot, it's really like nice to have that fresh perspective from somebody that is your age and did go through it recently. So DM us. That's what we're going to say. (laughs) If you need to ask us a question, DM (laughs) us, email us and we'll get back to you because we are so excited that you all are listening. And also I have to say really fast, if you're listening to this and you live in the Netherlands, we freaking love you. (laughs) We have what? I think it's only one listener. We can only see percentages. We can't see like how many, but it says less than 1% in the Netherlands. It's got to be one. So there's one of you out there and I want to know who you are. DM us, please. Let us know. Yeah. Send us a DM. If you don't mind sharing your identity, you can call on something or post you on our story like whatever tag us but yeah if you're from the netherlands if you're from mexico and if you're from the u.s we love you thank you so yeah going off of that we also have a less than one percent from mexico so So please tell us who you are we want to connect with all of you yes that would be amazing we would love to follow you guys and see when you're listening to we run on coffee yeah (laughs) so cool Well, thanks for listening to me, you guys. Thanks, Marissa, for your engaging (laughs) questions, because I just I don't know. I love talking about this stuff. And I also love that you're renting and we're buying because it's Mm -hmm. a perfect juxtaposition to share with our followers like 
we I, I don't know if you do this but like a lot of times I try to compare myself to literally everyone else on the planet my age or even not my age and I'm like yeah. oh my god we're not in the same place whatever like for instance you guys are getting married I'm like I want to get married but you but bought then, a house <laughs> yeah but then I bought a house and like so we're doing something completely different so I think it's also important too that we share our perspectives all the time because everyone's somewhere different guys it's not a race and it's not anything and I just want to like let more people who want to buy houses buy a house I just yeah. want to help you so Thanks everyone for listening, and I hope you enjoyed hearing us talk for an hour. This is a long one, but I, think I know it was a good one. It was a good one. I, I really enjoyed so. listening to it, and I'm definitely gonna pull this up when I get to the point in my life where Heck I'm yeah. gonna be able to buy a house. Oh yeah, I love it. Well, thank you guys for listening, and with that, definitely follow us on Instagram. Like we mentioned, it's at We Run on Coffee, and you can also send us an email if you would like to at We Run on Coffee Podcast at gmail.com. Also, give us five stars, please. We're back in five-star reviews. <laughs> and comment on our Instagram. Engage with us. Yes, Do all yes. of the things. Yes, tag us in your story if you're, like, listening on your commute or you're listening at school or you're listening at work, wherever. Just screenshot on your little phone. Tag us in your stories. We will repost you. We'd love to see that. Yeah. And definitely listen to us anywhere you find your podcast. So wherever you're listening now, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Public Radio, CastBox, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all the places <laughs> that you can find us. Leave a five-star review and let us know what you want to hear in the future and with all of that i'm erica and i'm marissa and, and we, we run, run on coffee, coffee.